Good morning, everyone. It's great to be with you this morning and such a privilege to share with you the word. And um, if you're visiting us this morning, uh, welcome to you as well. I uh, hope that you will enjoy our, um, us as a family and that you will enjoy our coffee and our tea because it will become yours as well because we are family, right? And so um, welcome to you uh, as we're going to share the word this morning. So uh, it, it, this is always a great time of the year, right? Uh, in the beginning of December, it's a time of almost taking stock, reflecting over the year. The year is coming to, towards an uh, end. And um, if you have an iPhone, it's not difficult to, uh, to almost reflect because you can just go, go onto your phone. And I'm sure that's that, that it's like that for any other phone. Uh, but I can just go into my into my uh, photos and I can scroll through my photos and then uh, see the highlights that I really enjoyed this year and then put them in a separate folder and say, this is the highlights of 2023. And then iPhone, I don't know about other phones, makes an automatic video for you. And so this is my 2023 video. Uh, you can quickly watch. Ah! Thank you, thank you. That's the testimony of my life. Did you enjoy my video? Please go and make your own. <laughs> yeah. My lights of, of the year. Um, uh, just testimonies out of, out of my life. Me and Michelle, um, uh, we celebrated our 10-year anniversary this year. And then with that, we won the Groot FM competition uh, for a wedding ring. Say, did, did you know, did you know that? Yes, my wife, my, my wife's ring got lost in 2019, uh, a wedding ring, uh, and so she didn't have a ring. And then we won this competition and it was a miracle. Um, and so, yeah, I just so want to celebrate that. Uh, I celebrated my birthday in the waves of Vic Bay this year with the Southern Africa director of Every Nation singing to me. How's that? That was incredible. Okay. I got a new car given. We moved into a new house. On Michelle's birthday, we saw the moment, that moment where there was snow in Goldstrom, we were there. It was an absolute miracle that we were there in that moment. On Michelle's birthday. Yes. Build a snowman and everything. Did you see the photo? It was great. Uh, we, won the, we won the Rugby World Cup. I am part of that. Because I'm a South African. Come on, guys. And, um, and also, it's a testimony that it is going well with Sammy's health, right? So, such, such incredible testimonies and miracles that happened this year. And I'm sure that you can also testify of so many things, even if you just look at your photos. But in the midst of all of these incredible testimonies and moments, you know, there were times that I felt incredibly overwhelmed. Like, there were moments where, where I felt very anxious and fearful of the future and i had many times of doubt and even wanting to quit at certain times i had one of the worst running years in six years this year which impacted my health not in a good way there were really times that i felt overwhelmed even in the midst of god's faithfulness even in the midst of all of these great testimonies, emotionally, 
it's sometimes even hard to put those moments into words, right? If you feel emotionally overwhelmed and you do not know what to do, you do not know what to say, you almost just feel tired many times of those moments. And so the, the topic I want to share with you today is being overwhelmed or feeling overwhelmed in the midst of God's faithfulness. And so if you have your Bibles, you can open up in, in 3 John this morning. We're going to read from the book of 3 John. And there's only one chapter, so don't miss it. Um, from verse 2. And so in this small little letter, John is writing to a beloved friend called Gaius, and, and which was also a follower of Christ. And in the opening lines, he, 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 he prays this prayer over Gaius, the significant prayer he prays over Gaius. And when I thought about this service and about this year, I really want to bless you with this prayer. May this prayer stick with you throughout this holiday season. May you reflect upon this prayer and may you think about this prayer. This prayer in 3 John 1 verse 2 says, Beloved, can you just for a moment settle that you are beloved? That is your identity. That is who you are. He says, Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. He says, Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. And so when I started to, to ref, when I read this prayer and I reflect over my own life and, and knowing that God was faithful, but, but thinking about these questions, you know, I want to I pose a few these questions to us, to you as well this morning. And I want to extend to you to reflect a bit over your life and over your year. He says, may all go well with you. And so the question is, is everything going well? Is everything going well? He says, may you be in good health. Are you healthy? Speaking about physical health, are you healthy? He says, may it go well with your, with your soul. And so the question is, is it, is it well with your soul? Is it well with your soul? If we, were to, if we were to take these three components almost from this prayer, right? And we apply it to Exodus 18. And, and we're going to go there in a moment. It is interesting to see that Moses was completely overwhelmed in the midst of God's faithfulness. He was completely overwhelmed in the midst of, of everything that happened. He was overwhelmed. If we were to take this prayer and components and we just apply it. And so you can turn your Bible to Exodus 18. We're going to read some verses from Exodus 18. And so, so just a few notes, uh, just maybe to note before we, we get into, into Exodus 18, just to set the setting for you, Moses have now he, he has led the people out of Israel, right, out of slavery, and they're now in the desert. When we get to Exodus 18, they have now been in, in, in the desert or on this adventure for three months already. Okay, so three months, they, they are camping somewhere in the desert. They have now left. Egypt 
And remember that by this time, they have experienced incredible things. They have experienced the ten plagues, how it started and how it ended. Each of these ten plagues, they have experienced the Passover. They have experienced a Red Sea opening up like a pathway for them to go through. They have seen it before their eyes. Maybe even touch a fish while they walk past the sea, right? They have experienced bread falling from the sky. They have even experienced water coming from a rock. These are some of the miracles that they have seen and experienced when we get to Exodus 18. And so Exodus 12 mentions that Moses led 600,000 men out of Egypt. If we include children and women as well into this number, it is roughly estimated to be 2 million people. When was the last time you met 2 million people? Like I sometimes struggle just to lead my family. Sammy. Moses led 2 million people. And part of this job was to handle disputes and resolving issues and to give counsel. And by the time that we get to Exodus 18, being in this position for already three months, having to deal with two, two million people, I think it became a bit heavy, don't you think? Because it's hard working with people. It's tiring. It's emotional. It's overwhelming. And so let's read. Let's read Exodus 18 from verse 1. It says, Yethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all that God was had done for Moses and for Israel, his people, how the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Now just pause quickly. I think if there was ever a moment in the Old Testament where there was, should have been Facebook, I think it was this moment. Like, don't you think it would have been great for Yethro to read his Facebook page and see all the miracles that, that Moses was going through and all the hashtags and all the photos of the Red Sea opening. And, and so it says that, that Yethro, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all the things that God did for them. All these miracles that we just shared that happened in this three months, bread falling from the sky, seas opening, water from a rock. Yethro heard about this. And so let's jump to verse 5. It says, And so Yethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife to Moses in the wilderness. And so obviously his wife and his children was with, not with him. So we see earlier in the chapter that Moses' wife and children, his family, was with his father-in-law, not with him. He says, And when he, when he sent word to Moses, I, your father-in-law, Jethro, am coming to you with your wife and her two sons with her. Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. And they asked each other of their welfare and went into the tent. Verse 8. Then Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake, all the hardship that had come upon them in the way, and how the Lord delivered them. Verse 9, And Yethro rejoiced for all the good 
that the Lord had done to Israel in that he had delivered them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord who has delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh and has delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods because in this affair they dealt arrogantly with the people. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought the burnt offering and sacrifices to God and Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses, with Moses' father-in-law before God. And so can you see that Jethro heard about all that God did, all the miracles, and he's like, wow, okay, it must be going well. Let me take his family back to him. Let me go and hear what is going on. Right? And so he takes his his wife and his two sons, and, the, and he goes to the place where they are camping. And so they meet each other and they share welfare and it's going well. And, and yes, God is delivering us and, and they even worship God together. And so we can see from this piece that God was faithful, right? There was amazing testimonies. No one can dispute that the fact that there was amazing things happening the evidence was there the testimonies were shared the people was now out of out of Egypt incredible testimonies and it is very encouraging to see how God's hand saved them guided them and protected them it is it is a God worthy to worship right and that is exactly what they did and that is for us as well friends that when we have amazing testimonies and God is with us it is good for us to worship God and thank God and praise God for what he's doing in our lives and so at this point of the story if we apply the prayer of John in 3 John 1 to Moses life at this point of the story to, to, to Moses right was all well with Moses looked like it Certainly seemed like he was well. His testimonies seemed like all is going well. Was Moses physically healthy? Well, there's no indication really of how healthy he was. But it seemed like he was healthy, right? Was it well with his soul? Well, if you share incredible testimonies like that about God all the time, Think it must be going well with your soul and so and so they worship God and it seemed well with Moses and so let's continue reading the story from verse 13 it says the next day literally the next day right so this whole scene this whole thing that just happened this whole scene that we've just read played off and then it says the very next day. Verse 13. The next day Moses sat to judge the people. And the people stood around Moses from morning till evening. Remember, two million people. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that he was doing for the people, he said, What is this that you are doing for the people? Why do you sit alone? 
and all the people stand around you from morning till evening. Verse 15. And Moses said to his father-in-law, Oh, because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a dispute, they come to me, and I decide between one person and another. And I make them known the statues of God and his laws. Verse 17. Moses' father-in-law said to him, What you are doing is not good. You and the people with you will certainly wear yourselves out. For this thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to do it alone. Now obey my voice and I will give you advice. And God be with you. Yethro saw his son-in-law. He was just worshipping with him. And so coming out of that place, he, he looked at him, he observed what was going on. And he saw that, that Moses is sitting from morning till evening with people, with person after person after person. And he was busy wearing himself out. Right? And so in a loving way, Jethro came to him and he said, This He's not good. He's, he started in a loving way questioning him. He said, Moses, what are you doing? What are you doing? Almost as if he wants to say, what, what are you busy with? What, what are you doing? Wh why are you alone? What you are doing is not good for you, Moses, he says to him. He says, you cannot do it by yourself. You cannot handle this on your own. This thing is too heavy for you. You will certainly wear yourself out. It's only been three months, and I can already see the strain on you, Moses. I will give you advice. Can you also see the contrast that Jethro saw? Can you see it? On the one hand, absolutely testifying of the dependence on God and delivering and God delivering them as a nation. On the other hand, it's me. It's I. I have to guide them. I have to counsel them. I have to make the decision. I have to handle the disputes. On the one hand, he testify about God. On the other hand, he needs to make it happen. Do you see it? And so Jethro could see that all was not well with his son-in-law. His wife and his children, he sent to his father-in-law for them to rose because he is busy with something more important. He is busy with the things of God. Why do I have to raise a family if I'm busy with the things of God? Almost sacrificing his family on the altar of ministry or on the work of God. He is alone. It is not nice to be alone. It is not a nice feeling. He could see that his son-in-law was alone. And I wonder... If Moses even had time for God anymore. By that time that he was so busy. 
it was not going well with Moses. He was not in good health. He was busy wearing himself out. If you sit from morning till evening with person after person, you have time for nothing else, just resolving disputes, it will wear yourself out. You will not be healthy. You are not looking after yourself. And so he had to be physically tired. Tired, friends. And his soul was definitely not well, being at the point of burnout. He was supposed to hear from God. Here's the question that I have. With all the things that God already communicated with Moses so clearly, why did Jethro have to handle this one? Why did Jethro had to come and give Moses advice if Moses was so clear on God's voice. Well, a good assumption is that he became so busy with just handling disputes all day. He had no time for God anymore. Moses was busy with the wrong things. How many times is that true for us? We're doing the wrong things. Moses was supposed to hear from God and, and give that God's word to the people. But he was just busy with the people. And so he's busy with the wrong things. Which led, which led to, I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do this. Which sounds a lot like control. Everything depends on me. I have to control this. Which in fact, is idol worship. I am worshiping myself. That's almost a little bit that what we see in this moment from Moses. And so Yethro could see that Moses was overwhelmed, even in the midst of God's faithfulness. Yethro was, Moses was completely overwhelmed, even though he just testified after testimony after testimony. He was overwhelmed. He was tired. He was burned out. It was not going well. And so Jethro gave him advice. And Moses didn't become offended or being oversensitive. No. Verse 24 says, So Moses listened to the voice of his father-in-law and did all that he had said. So you can go and look at the advice because that's very specific advice. I don't want to major on that advice this morning because your situation might be different. The fact is that Moses listened to his father-in-law. He realized that he was not in a good place. And he implemented everything that, he that his father-in-law said to him. And so Israel lost it. And Moses became one of the most famous leaders of all time. Right? So how does this apply to you and me today? Well, like Moses, we bear witness of God's goodness and God's faithfulness all the time. Like I just shared with you some of the testimonies of my life and it wasn't difficult for me to find God's goodness in my life. I just had to look at some of the pictures of my, on my phone. We can testify of God's goodness and His faithfulness in our lives all the time. But when push comes to shoves, it is easy to feel overwhelmed. 
and then revert back to, well, I'm going to do it. I'm not me. Put it out. Everything depends on me. It is all about me. Right? 3 John 1 verse 2 says, Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you. Pray that all may go well with you. And that you will be in good health as it goes well with your soul. Beloved, what about you this morning? What about you this morning if you think about these questions? Is everything going well? Do you prosper, not just in material wealth kind of ways and having all that I've worked for in every aspect of life, but it includes your relationships. It includes your decisions. It includes your work. It includes your careers. It includes your children. It includes every aspect of your life. And can you identify maybe areas where you need advice, where you need Jesus to come in and save you from being overwhelmed? Like I said, it wasn't difficult for me to find the places where God was faithful this year. But in the midst of that, these incredible testimonies and God's faithfulness, I felt emotionally drained. I feel tired. I felt overwhelmed and sometimes even difficult to put my finger on it or to mention it into words, just knowing that I'm doubting. I'm anxious. Maybe some of you this morning feel anxious. Or maybe some depression. Maybe you look at your year and you, and you really feel overwhelmed. That's why we have Jesus. To save us in those moments. And so maybe reflect the state of our lives and be true to ourselves. Be true to ourselves, not just to put you know, all these wonderful testimonies on our Facebook page. But deep down we know that it's not going well. Are you healthy? Do not neglect. I want to, I really want to encourage you this morning. Do not neglect your physical health. There's only one of you and we need you. Right? Your wife will say, yeah, there's only one of you. I need you. I need you. Do not neglect your health. Your health is a vital aspect of your overall well-being. And we are called in the Bible at many instances to care, of, to care for our bodies, exercising, have healthy food habits, and plays a, a massive part into, this, into having healthy lives, but also to rest. You, our bodies were put together in such a way that it needs rest. It can't just go, 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 go. Part of being healthy is to rest. So I pray that you will have a good time of rest and reflect even on this rest for you for next year. In 2017, I weighed in at uh, a whopping 122 kilo kilograms. And uh, at that time, I didn't know Donnie so well. He just started becoming part of our staff and sitting in, in some of the meetings. And he asked me one question. The question was... Um, do you want to play with your children one day? 
And obviously, if you put value to it, the answer will be yes. Yes, I, I want to play with my with my children one day. I will. I want to be able to be active with my children one day. And so he said, "Well, then you'll have to look at look after yourself now, and I will help you." And so Donny helped me to become more healthy. And for the last few years, I've really invested into my health by running and not this year so much, coach. I know. <laughs> Don't look at me that way. Stand to the side. <laughs> it's important for us that we look after our health. We may place a high value on our health um, through resting, through exercising, through eating well, making sure that we are healthy friends. And is it well with your soul is the last question. As we, as we take care of our bodies, we are called to prioritize the well-being of our souls as well. It's important for us to look after our souls. And pray, praying, spending time with Jesus, reading the scriptures, having fellowship with other people contributes for us to having a healthy soul. I want to encourage you that you don't neglect your relationship with Jesus. Because having a, a great relationship with Jesus, hearing his voice, reading his scriptures, will give you so much peace inside of your soul that you know that you are with God. Also, are you busy with the right things? So many things, and we can, you know, we can put the, all these things on our social media pages, and you know, it can look great. But are you busy with the right things? Because Moses was. And that was the thing that burned, that almost burned him out. Having the thing of everything depends on me. I have to sort it out, being in control. This was what this was also one of the things in my life that I had to look at. It was a long time in my life where I um it wasn't well with my soul. In my ministry, it wasn't going well in my soul. Why? Because I was busy with the wrong things. I did the wrong things. Until God came and he solidified my calling. And so therefore I can walk in confidence in what God called me to do. And so my prayer really for you is that you will be encouraged when you reflect this year. May Moses' re reality encourage you to look after yourself to reflect in, in that way and to, to maybe get advice or get out. May you experience a healthy balance between your health and your soul and may God's voice be the loudest voice in your life. In your life. I want to invite the band. I want to pray for you and you can close your eyes just for a moment. We love it. I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health as it goes well with your soul. Thank you that we can read this prayer this morning, Father, and, and know that you care so much about us, that you care so much about us, Lord, that we can read in our scriptures that you care about our health, that you care about our souls. Thank you that you cared 
about Moses and that you send his father-in-law to go and give him advice in how he can be more healthy. Thank you, Lord, that Moses didn't burn out. Thank you that he lasted. And that is my prayer this morning, is that when we reflect over our lives, over this year, that we will be able to last. That we will look after our lives. That we will look after our families. Over our, over our relationships, over our careers. We will look over our own bodies and health. And most importantly, that we will have a connection with you in our soul. And that we will experience the peace the grace that you have upon us. And that even though in those moments where we feel overwhelmed, that we can know that Jesus, you are the one that's saved. You are the one that's saved. Thank you for all the testimonies that we can testify of. Thank you that you are involved in our lives. But I pray this morning that when we reflect that you will help us to reflect well so that we may last. So that we may last. We don't want to just last this year. We want to last for years to come. And so this morning, as your eyes are closed, I want to ask you this question. Do you maybe feel overwhelmed by this year, even though God was faithful? Do you maybe in certain areas of your life feel overwhelmed? even though you can testify of his faithfulness. And if you do, I want you just to respond in a simple way. Just put your hand on your heart. I want to pray for your hearts this morning. You know, Jesus is the only one that can save you. He's the only one that can, he's the only one that can come into that moment of being feeling overwhelmed and save you because he already gave everything and so Jesus my simple praise you see your people and you care so much for them may you come into this moment and save do what you do may you make it lighter like you did for Moses May, may you give guidance. May you provide help. May you provide a way out. May you provide wisdom and knowledge. I experienced there's a certain businessman who is struggling with hard and big decisions in this moment, in this week maybe. And I feel like God is saying, He's, he's pointing you to His Word. He says, you know that the answer is within his word. I pray that you will find your answers in God's word. For each person, Lord, that maybe experienced depression, anxiety, fear this year, and where it overwhelms our emotions to such an extent where we don't even know how to put it into words, I pray, Lord, in this moment that you will come and bring a release that you will come and provide a way out. That you will come and give advice. And that we will be able, Lord, as, 
as followers of you, that we will follow you, your advice. Follow you. Follow you, Christ. And not try and do it on us on our own. We are not strong enough. We will certainly burn ourselves out. And we thank you that we can be part of your kingdom, part of your family.